Hello and welcome to Inkspire from Tharston, the podcast that talks about all the different ways that you can help your print business to lead the way. In each episode, we'll cover a range of topics such as the latest and greatest technologies for printers, industry trends and knowledge that could help your business run faster and smarter. So, here we go. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to uh, today's episode of the Inkspire podcast. Today is part two of how to drive traffic to your uh, your business to consumer uh, web print site or your website as well. We in part one we covered off a couple of different topics, so we we looked more specifically at search engine optimization and how you can optimize your website, use of keywords and title tags and meta tags. So if not had a chance to listen to that one yet then maybe uh, go go and uh, search it in the library and hopefully you'll get some really good tips and uh, tricks out there but today uh, we're going to be focusing on a couple of different areas so today we're going to be going in a bit more detail with uh, long tail keywords uh, which I'm excited to discover what they're about uh, and also link building so I'm joined by uh, Jake Oates, who is part of the Tharson team, has, uh, has well over a decade of experience in digital marketing. So Jake shared a lot of knowledge with us in the last podcast, and we realized that there's actually quite a lot there is to cover, so we thought we'd break this up into a few different sections. So uh, good morning, Jake. Morning, Ross. You all right? I'm good, thank you. Good. Thank, thanks for uh, joining us again today. So I'd say last time we covered some really good good areas and um, kind of got the basics, I think, of, of things that you need to be thinking about in uh, optimising your website and, and, and how to start driving traffic yeah. and tracking that as well. Yeah, I think it was more um, just getting your website sort of, well, just the search engine ready, really. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. The sort of basic things that are needed for that. Like I said, we, we talked a bit about title tags, meta descriptions, uh, yeah. I think we covered things about on-page content. Yeah. And then obviously just the basics of setting up your, your Google Analytics, yeah. your webmaster tools, so you can track how your website is performing, you can be notified if there's any issues. Um, so yeah, it was, it was quite, I think we covered quite a lot of topics. Covered a lot of ground in, in, in such a short space of time. Yeah, really. in not a lot of detail. So I think what I want starting with today's episode is going into a little bit more detail on yeah. some on maybe maybe along cover like today we'll cover a few different topics yeah. and go into a bit more detail yeah. on both of those. So yeah it's gonna be fun. Cool, excellent. So you've mentioned this word to me, well this this phrase to me about long long tail keywords. Yeah. What what are they? So <laughs> if you know if you go into Google and you type out I don't know a 10 word phrase or something like that. Yeah. That is a long-term keyword. So most pages or a, a blog post on a website have a specific, a main topic. And an example of that for us at Tharston is the integrations page. Yeah. Um, and then more specifically, as you dig into that, you've got the press integration page, the pre-press integration page, the yeah. web to print integration, integration page, and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And then, Linking from that, you've got even more specific pages with the Heidelberg integration. Sorry, the Heidelberg press integration or Heidelberg pre-press integration. Yeah. So each page or, or blog post on a website, or the majority anyway, will have a main theme. Um, but from that, there will be loads of sort of subtopics or tail topics, depending right. on what 
you call them. Um, that comes about from the content on your page. Okay. So, and that, that's basically where your long tail keywords come from. Okay, so, you, um, so you, you, you've got your kind of standard keywords, which are just your, like somebody's searching for MIS yeah, or, 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 or um, estimating system or yeah. uh, in, in terms of a printer's uh, context, might be searching for direct mail yeah. or leaflets. They, they kind of, your, <clears throat> your, your initial keywords. Yeah, well, they're, they're your keywords. They, uh, they're they're oh. going to be what you, so if you're a B2C company, yeah. or us, for example, we're a B2B yeah. company, largely. Yeah. Um, the keywords that we want to rank for are things like print MIS or print MIS system, you know, that sort of thing. They're yeah. our core keywords, they're our main drivers, that's what's going to bring the traffic in. But okay. from that, there's going to be more specific. Long tail keywords are very specific, and generally speaking, someone that's searching for that is going to be further down the funnel in terms of whether they're ready to make a purchase or not. Right, okay, or so. Or complete an action on your website. You're starting to ask a, a bit more detailed questions yeah. to, to, the, to, the, to the internet. Yeah, yeah. So. so coming away from print, if you yeah. wanted to buy a specific pair of trainers and you knew exactly what they were, mm -hmm. you would search the exact make, the yeah. exact model, the brand and the size. Yeah. And that would tell Google that you're looking for a specific product, yeah. you're pretty much at a point where you're ready to make that purchase. Yeah. So an example is, um, again, sticking to what is in part one of the blog post and part one of the podcast, Yeah. Um, keeping it around that business card printing and stuff like that that we've yeah. talked about in the past. So two examples that I've pulled from our keyword research tool. One long tail keyword could be what to include on a personal business card. Okay, yeah. Or how long does it take to print business cards? Yeah. They're two very specific search phrases. They've got a lot of words in them. What to include on a personal business card. Yeah. That's yeah. nine. Yeah. So that's obviously long. But they both get on average around 10 monthly searches. So on the face of it, that doesn't sound like much, but if you've got a piece of content or a page on your website yeah. that covers a topic in depth, from that, Google will pull certain words and phrases from that piece of content. Yeah. And if it deems that page relevant to what you're searching so it's, for... It's trying so, to get a match. Yeah. If it can get 100% match, yeah, so with, with, days, but often it's not going to get that. No, so it, it will it will look at what the searcher is searching and, and present that in the in the search in the search engine ranking pages. So yeah, they're they're very niche, they're less search traffic, but as I said, the, the person or the potential customer that is searching for that. So if someone's searching um, how long does it take to print business cards? They're more than likely gonna be at a point where they're ready to make a purchase, they might need it. In a timely manner, they might need it in 24 hours, yeah. or they might, you know, they might be going like us when we go to the US. If we have business cards, we need them to get to the US. So yeah. it might be a, a situation like that where someone needs it, and they, but they need to know that information. Yeah. So if you have a topic on business cards, uh, sorry, a page on business cards on your website, and you were to cover all things like that, like how long does it right. take? Frequently asked questions. Yeah. So, when in, in part one of the pod where we covered 
the, the, the breakdown of that page. And we've covered things like they had the video on there. Yeah. Uh, I think it was solo press, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. They had things like the video on there that described or, or talked to potential customer through whatever the process was. I can't yeah. remember. They covered all sorts of different topics on that page. So even though the overall topic of the page was about business cards, there's loads of little subtopics in it. Yeah. And that's where when you have people that are searching for these really specific things, if you have an in-depth piece of content, mm -hmm. from that is going to come all these different subtopics. So even, yeah, yeah, even though, as I said, if you look at it from a top-level point of view and you're seeing that there's, I don't know, you might, your site might, your page might be ranking for 50 different long-term yeah. keywords and you're seeing that they've either got less than 10 monthly searches or mm. 10 to 20 monthly searches and you're thinking, well, that's not a lot. If you combine all that yeah. and you're ranking for them in the top three mm. on page one, all of that combined over a period of 12 months, for example, you're probably going to be looking at a decent amount of traffic. And you add to that, like I said, that these people are, are generally the further down the funnel when it comes to... Yeah, they're showing buying signals. And yeah. that's what was, I was um, I was kind of was stuck in my mind there going round and round. I guess I'm thinking from a sales perspective, yeah. being that my background, but thinking I'm going to So you're telling me that this, from from that uh, tool that you've used, you've identified that there's a phrase that, that at once, 10 times a month, somebody is searching for what to include. That's just as, a, as, a, as an example, yeah, but you know, roughly 10 times a month, somebody is searching what to include on a business card, yeah. which is buying signals for I am wanting to create a business card and wanting to, 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 to maybe order a business card. Yeah. So that's 10 extra people that you can probably drive to your website because you are then providing education to them yeah. and content. You're helping them get the answers to what they need. Yeah. That's potentially 120 extra hits to your website a month. And even if you only have a, a, a conversion of 10% of, of them, you know, that, that's an extra 12 orders yeah. a year, which I, I guess the point you're trying to make is so it's all marginal gains, yeah. but actually if you can start to think in terms of your buyer mm -hmm. and what type of questions they might be asking, you're not going to get them all, but by creating these frequent, like blog articles or frequently asked questions yeah. that's helping, helping that's going to then, when you get your more uh, progressed um, prospect, yeah. you know, that they're a bit further down the journey, that, that that's going to help drive them to you. Because yeah. You might not get a 100% match, but you might have something that's along the lines of what, what they're thinking about. Yeah. So, so it's coming back to the idea of content is, is, is king. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, if you've got a well-established website, and again, I'll use a Barton website yeah. as an example. Over the years, we've We've been around in terms of the website has been there, it's been a constant pretty much. It might not have always been necessarily the best website, I'm not saying it is now, but there's always been a certain level of expectation with the website when it comes to the quality of the content on there. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're in a position like that and you've got a well-established website with good content on yeah. it, you can use these tools like Ahrefs or uh, SEMrush or Sam Rush, as some people call it, yeah. that 
obviously you have to pay a subscription for it. They do have like free trials or yeah, whatever okay. it may be for. You can use tools like that and, and they're really easy to use. And more often than not these days, there's tutorial videos on YouTube and stuff like that. You can use them to discover what long-tail keywords your site is ranking for, or you can use them to find potential long-tail keywords that you would want your site to rank for. Yeah. Okay. So what, again, coming back to what you just said about content really is king. You can use that information then to go away. If you if your website is ranking well for your core keywords, yeah. like I mentioned with Darston before, you know, we've got our core keywords for the most part, we're, we're ranking pretty well for them. Yeah. So yeah, if you're already ranking pretty well for your core keywords and you want to drive more traffic to your website yeah. and you want to drive more conversions, you can start a campaign of content creation based purely around your long-tail keywords or potential long-tail keywords. And again, coming back to the example that I've got here of how long does it take to print business cards? Yeah. That could be a thousand word blog post in itself. Yeah. Um, or a page on your website purely about that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You can use the the core page of printing business cards or whatever. Yeah. And you can take the information using the tools from that about your long tail keywords and create sub pages. Again, much like we've done with the uh, with the integration page on the website. The integration page is the main page. Yeah. Then you've got all your different types of integrations. Uh, press, pre-press, web to print, so on. Yeah. And then it, it's almost like a funnel. So you've got the top bit, and then you've got the sub bits below that, and then below each one of them. You've got more and more specialists. Yeah. So you can take that information for your long-tail keywords, and you can create content based purely around specific long-tail keywords. So if if you had something that if you if you could if you saw sorry that you were ranking for or you could potentially rank for something that was you knew a buyer was going to be at the end of that funnel and ready to make a purchase. Mm -hmm. You can create these content around that. Generally speaking, as well, long tail keywords are less competitive. Yeah. Um, because much like I suspect the majority of people, they're, they're not that common. Yeah. Not a lot of people know about them and know to go out and, and create a content campaign around long tail keywords that they're already ranking for or could rank for. Yeah. So they're less competitive, thus in theory it's easier for them to rank on Google. Yeah. If you can do that 10 times over, like I said, it might only be 10, 20 searches a month, but you could potentially be bringing 100, 200 different, sorry, new customers to your website. And if you've got a 1% to 2% conversion rate, you know, every year, you're looking at a decent amount of... Yeah potential income coming from that yeah. for not a lot of effort, really. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you say? It takes maybe half an hour to an hour to research and write a five, six hundred word blog post. Yeah. If you were to double that, maybe two hours, you could mm. maybe get two or three of those done in a day. Yeah. Do that two or three times a week. You're, you're laughing. Um, yeah, but it, and it's, it's the thing anyway, that you, you're providing value to people, aren't you? Yeah. Providing the content. So, so that's a good thing to do. Exactly. And you can repurpose than that content as well. Yeah. So it, it, you, you could create it as a, a website article, mm. but what's to stop you then repurposing that to make it a, a post on social media? Yeah. Uh, or to turn it into a podcast? Yeah, or, or you could make an infographic out of it. 
Yeah. Um, you know, a piece of visual content, something that you can share on Instagram yeah. or something like that. Or to turn it into a direct mail shop, yeah. you know, put a booklet together that you send out to your your prospective customers and, and send out. Yeah. So, so so then by creating them them articles, you can actually get a lot more from return it. on that investment yeah. from it. It all comes full circle back to the the title of this podcast. It's yeah. how to drive traffic to your website. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at whether it is a mail shop or a social media post or something visual. Ultimately, the aim is, is to bring people back to your website to yeah. complete an action, whether that's to sign up to a newsletter, whether it's to purchase a product, whether it's to book a demo, whatever it may be. So, again, it all goes full circle. And like you said, it's just. Yeah, it's repurposing what, what, yeah. what you're repurposing and getting the most out of your efforts, isn't it? So, I'm liking that. that I, 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 you sometimes don't think about how much science is behind. Um, yeah, like I said, it's not a very common thing. Mm. Um, I think without the knowledge, a lot of people will look at, the, like I said, the top level side of things and think, well, why would I want to target those keywords? There's only 10 searches a month, mm. whereas I could target X keywords that's got 500 searches mm. a month. But it, it might A, be really competitive. Your customers are going to be at the top end of the funnel and be nowhere near ready to make a purchase or complete said action. You're going to find it harder to rank. Yeah. It, it's it's just about thinking a little bit outside the box sometimes and not just going for the the, the most flashy keyword in terms of search volume yeah. or something like that. Mm. Obviously, if that's your long term plan and your long term goal, go for it. Mm. But in the short term, this is something that you could look at utilizing and i guess it, it the using the, the tools to find them key long tail keywords is, is a one one approach but also just trying to think from your yeah. customer's perspective in, yeah. in terms of what do they need what might they need and, and i know something we do a lot here at carson is, is that, that phrase that we call marketing where it's sales and marketing working yeah. together where, where we're kind of sharing the the types of challenges that we know our customers are yeah. facing, the types of questions that they're asking when we're trying to help somebody with their research yeah. into, you know, should I should I put an MIS in place or replace my MIS, all the different things that they're asking and all um, that they need help with, they're things that we can then share with the marketing team and then we can build yeah. content around that and to, the support to help team answer well. their questions and the support team. And, um, so it, it kind of, it's just an, a, another way that you could achieve this, maybe. Yeah. That the, the scientific way is to go and do the one tail keyword searches, and but also just just trying to put yourself in your customer's perspective. Mm -hmm. What what would I want to know? What do I what do we know our customers want to know? And, and as well, you know, like you said, not using those tools. Utilize what you've already got. If you've got a sales team, or if you've got a support team, talk to them about challenges yeah. that, like you yeah. said, that customers face, or. You know, it could just be something as simple as a customer emails in and the subject is a question. The yeah. subject of the email is a question. Pass that on to your marketing team or whoever's in charge. Get them start creating that frequently asked question. And say, look, is this something that we can create a piece of content yeah. around? Um, you know, it, it, I suppose you could link it into your FAQs, like I just said, the yeah. frequently asked questions. They usually tend to be the more uh, generic questions yeah, yeah. that you would get. Yeah. So you might, and they would usually come from customers as well. Yeah. But it, 
it all links in together. So yeah, it's worth utilizing what you have. Okay, so that's pretty much giving a good overview of one tail keywords. I think that's some great advice to, yeah. to kind of take away there and, and go and do a bit of that research and, and think about your website. Have you got that that sort of yeah. articles on there? And, and, as, and things as well, like you just said about articles, you can create a content plan around it. Mm. You know, you could create six months worth of content and and you are with that targeting those people that are further down the funnel and ready to make a purchase. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably another topic in itself in time of like repurposing content and things yeah. you can do with it. Um, so uh, another thing that we touched on and talked about um, is link building. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to, uh, to, to, to know a little bit more about this. Yeah, so again, I'm going to go into a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about link building, what it is what it isn't, the good and the bad, the, yeah, I, I, I say I'm going to go into detail, but this is probably still only going to be scratching the surface. Okay, so it sounds like this could be a humongous topic. Yeah, it's, in layman's terms, link building is the process of getting another website to link back to your website. Okay. So, back when I started out in digital marketing, it, it was really easy to, to do because Google wasn't as sophisticated as it is now. So you could, essentially we were, we were gaming Google mm -hmm. in order to rank our, our own website or our customers' websites higher up the SERPs, the search engine ranking pages. Okay. For the keywords that they wanted to rank for, like we just mentioned about every website or business will have its main, its core keywords that yeah. it wants to rank for. If you were selling business cards and you wanted to just rank for the term business cards, we would just build a link on any old website, point that link back to our client's website, and it basically used to just be a case of the more, the better. The more links you had, the, the, the higher you high yeah. rank. Um, I think I remember this back from my marketing days. Yeah, it, it was very dodgy, um, but it used to be, and it still is now, that Google views a link as a vote, basically. Right. The only difference being is in 10 years, unsurprisingly, Google has changed a lot. Okay. The, the search engine is smart. It's starting to understand context, understands spam, it understands all the good things and all the bad things that you could associate with building links. So what we used to do is my old boss had maybe five or six hundred different websites just related to any and every different topic that you can think of mm -hmm. but it didn't matter then about the topic as long as you could put a link on a website that didn't already have a link to the same website on it that was a new link and in google's eyes it was like oh this website's got 12 links now or 120 links yeah and they're going for business cards as their main keyword and the next best website's only got 50 links. So we'll rank the one with more above them. Yeah. Didn't matter about where they came from. You know, it could have been um, something that used to be spammed, probably is the best way of putting it, was uh, blog comment linking. So people would go and leave a comment on someone's blog post and look back to their own website. Right. Uh, as just an easy way of building a link. So 
yeah, there was tons of different ways of, of gaming. Google's all the system, yeah, basically. So yeah, as I said, over the years, Google's changed. The algorithms are constantly updating. Basically, a lot of people, if they lose rankings, they panic. And they yeah. want to know, how can we fix it? What can we do? And one Google has started saying now, because each update previously over the years used to have a name, like every significant update would maybe be one or two a year. And they all used to have a name, but in the last maybe two years, Google have just gotten to the point where they're saying, look, you, people don't understand that we're changing the SERPs on a daily basis sometimes. We're, we're constantly releasing new updates. It might only affect 0.1% of search or might affect 10% of search. Yeah. Just because we don't make a song and dance about it doesn't mean we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. So what they've started saying now to people is, look, if your website takes a hit when we release an update, it's not necessarily that you're doing something wrong. So if you were ranking well for all your core keywords, you get loads of traffic, loads of sales, and then new update hits, your website drops, maybe to page two. People were panicking and, and, and Google now basically just say, look, it's not necessarily that you are bad. Yeah. It's like, if you were to have, if you were to think back 20 years, yeah. and someone said to you, what are your 10 favorite films? And then someone asks you the same question today, mm. it's going to be two different lists. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that your 10 favorite films from 20 years ago are bad. Yeah. But there's new films that have come along mm -hmm. that are equally as good. And you taste better. Values and everything changes. Exactly. So I think that was actually the analogy that Google gave yeah. when they announced the January update was, you know, it, it's not that you're bad per se, it's just that there's people that are maybe more deserving or yeah. websites are more deserving um, of, of ranking higher than you for their core keywords. Yeah. And one of the key things that determines where you rank for your keywords is a link, is this vote from website A to website B. And as I said, over the years, Google have grown, they've changed, they've developed, they've released all these new algorithm updates, pieces of software or AI or machine learning uh, into their search engine. And even now, people that are sort of high up, if you will, in that, in Google or related to Google, have openly said like, yeah, links are still one of the top three ranking factors, but everything has changed. It's not just a case of going and leaving a, a comment on a blog post yeah. with a link back to your website or just getting a link from any old website to yours. Now there's things like authority that you need to consider. So the authority of the linking website to yours, the trust of the linking website to yours, nice. um, how relevant the website is to yours. Okay. So like I said, when, when I started and I was building links, I could go onto a gardening website, right? Build a link to one of our customers that was uh, who used to have a jewelry shop. So there's no relevance. There's no relevance. Yeah. The gardening website might just be a blog with ten blog posts on it. There's no so because of that, there's no real uh, authority there. If you were to land on that website, you probably wouldn't trust it. Mm -hmm. So now these are all things that you have to consider. Fasten, for example, we don't actively really do any link building. There are ways that you can go out and do link building campaigns, but we generally, because we're well known in the industry, we yeah. get a lot of press coverage. Yeah. So with that, from time to time comes links. 
like I said, the company's been about, we've had a website for a long time. We've got good history of points. They're all highly relevant. They are from trusted sources. Yeah. So places like what they think or print leak and, print leak. and business and they're yeah. all from trustworthy sources. Yeah. So if if whoever is listening to this is thinking I want to embark on a link building campaign, these are things that you have to consider. Obviously building links, if you do it the right way, is good. It will mm. drive referral traffic to your website. Yeah. Um, it will bring more traffic to your website from the search engine. Yeah. Because in theory, you've got a higher quality of link pointing to your website. Yeah. Thus, you're going to rank higher for your keywords. Thus, more customers come in because of that. Okay. So I think it is something that every website owner should be looking to do yeah. in some capacity, whether it's similar to what we do. And obviously we've got so few managers, the PR. Yeah. Um, or whether it's just through the connections that we've made over the years in the industry with our partners, or like I said, with the different press websites. Yeah, so or it's, I mean, it's about, about, so our integration page is probably an example yeah. where we do have links, don't we? So if you go into our account link as an example, yeah. It will then it has a link to information about that product or it's going to uh web to print. I was looking at this myself for a customer that going to web to print, it's got XMPI there. Yeah. And then there's a link to yeah, XMPI website. website about to, to the specific page about the used store product. Yeah. So that's an example of, of where we've got a, a, a link in place that's to um a relevant website. Yeah. And a trustworthy website, yeah, trustworthy. an authoritative website. So, so, so when a user looks at that, they're going to go, yeah, this is relevant, this is, and, and this is what I want to see. And Google is going to be doing the same sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, and the other thing Does is... Does it have to be reciprocal? No. Is that, uh, does that strengthen it, if, if, if it's a reciprocal? Um, it is so reciprocal linking was, like I said, back in the day for me, was um, a tactic, but right. there's a couple of things that worth considering with that and one is that if you're linking to them and they're linking to you then what's the value yeah yeah because yeah. so it, it's often referred to as link juice in like okay. seo and stuff every link that you gain gives you more link juice but yeah. equally every link you give out gives out link juice right so if you want to improve for um, your keywords yeah. and rank higher for them, but you're reciprocating a link that someone's giving you. Yeah, where's the improvement? Mm. You, you know, if 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 you didn't have those links, then you'd not arguably you'd not be in a worse position. Yeah, you'd just be the same. But if you were to get a link, like I said, Google looked at a link as a vote. Mm. So the more votes you can get, the better, mm -hmm. basically. So, but it's got to be votes from relevant yeah so as i said as things have changed over the years authority and trust and relevancy has yeah. become more and more important yeah because ultimately you still want to provide a good experience for the user when they're on your website so if someone is reading about cosmetics mm -hmm. and lands on a print website you're going to be like what the hell yeah i've ended up here so yeah. Although, whilst I'm here, <laughs> oh, I need I to tie them in Whereas, if you're reading about the latest Heidelberg yeah. integration and you end up on our website, it's relevant. Yeah. 
So gone basically gone are the days that you could just go out and have random links and have random links pointing to your website for the sake of having random yeah. links pointing to your website. And Google had released uh, a penguin update, it was called. Like I said, we all used to have names. Mm. So the two big ones that they released a few years back were the penguin update and the panda update. The panda update was to tackle bad content. Mm -hmm. So again, part of building a link and part of the development <clears throat> was that you used to just be able to put a link on a website yeah. and then it went into, well, it's got to be a blog post. So a lot of companies used to pay some cheap writer from India or Thailand or yeah. wherever to write a 500 word blog post with a link to the customers or their own website with the main keyword that they wanted to rank for. And you get it and it just wouldn't make any sense, but it didn't matter because mm. at the time Google were still developing could read and and crawl content and understand it yeah and understand the relevance and the context and all that sort of stuff so like yeah. i said it gets to the point now where you can just announce that yeah. they're making a core algorithm update and it's not necessary if you if you see a decrease in rankings it's yeah. not necessarily that you're bad it's just that people are other people are more deserving yeah and yeah there's i mean i've, I've kind of glossed over it in what we've just spoken about, but there are two ways of building links. Yes. The right way and the wrong way. Okay. Um, so I'm getting a feeling for what the wrong way is. Well, yes, I mean, I'll, I'll go into it in a bit more detail. So there's white hat, gray hat, and black hat. Okay. So white hat SEO is all above board, it's all good stuff. So white hat search engine optimization, we're liking that, yeah. Not black hat SEO. Is uh, and this again links into the wrong ways of building links is dodgy stuff, trying to game Google, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Grey hat, unsurprisingly, is a mix of some mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so coming back specifically to links, the updates that Google release are ultimately to improve what the user sees and what the user interacts with. So they're constantly weeding out the, the different dodgy ways that people have tried to gain the search engine in order to rank their uh -huh. website or their yeah. customer's website yeah. higher for their main keywords, thus to try and make more money. Yeah. So the wrong ways are often dodgy, more often than not unethical, yeah. sometimes even illegal. You know, like yeah. I mentioned, there's things like blog comments, spam. Yeah. Um, spammy footer links is another one that people used to do. So in the footer of your website at the bottom, yeah. again, it used to be that you could, if you had a black footer, for example, you could write your keyword, link it back to your website in the footer of someone else's website and make the text black so you couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. Person whose website it was would have no idea. Google would still crawl it because the HTML is there for it to crawl. You get a link, website owner has no idea. And this more often than not will come around from people hacking other people's websites. So, so people fact, had links on the websites that they didn't even know about. Yes. People that illegally gone in and, yeah. and, and hacked into the There's There's a really interesting article that's recently been published on BuzzFeed News. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes for yeah. everyone. And I'll email it you, let you have a read of it. Of, there's a, there's a massive forum online called Black Hat World, 
So again, it's all yeah. black hat SEOs where it was people discussing or selling services and black hat ways to build links and gain Google and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it, it's basically a, about people who used to hack into websites to put links on them and in, in existing content. Yeah. So I think one of the examples or one of the people that they spoke to in this article, I think she had like, it was just like a lifestyle website. And she said like, one day she just logged into it and found that people had been linking to like Viagra, porn, all that sort of stuff that she had no idea about, but her website had been hacked. So obviously that affected her website, mm. like I said, because there's no relevancy there. There's no yeah. authority there. Um, so yeah, I'll link to that, but that goes into some of the, the dodgy, largely illegal ways that people were making money yeah. out of gaming Google, basically, yeah. and, and hacking people's websites. Something else that people used to do to build links was, and still do now, again, I think it's covered in that article, would, would be to buy old domains, expired domains, yeah. that were previously websites, authoritative yeah. websites, and basically clone the old website, put it back up. Yeah. And then it's so that website would still have all the links. So for example, if you were a member of parliament, yeah, and you were with whatever party. Okay, let's say Green Party. <laughs> just yeah. to just to be in the middle somewhere. Um, so you you're in Parliament, you're in the Green Party. Your own website. Yeah. So me, for example. Jacob10p.com. Mm. So I'm I'm running to be the MP for my local area. Yeah. And I've got my own website. It talks about what I aim to do for my local area and all that sort of stuff. Then my local press starts to pick up on that. They link back to my website. Maybe even the national press link back to it. If I do something that gets covered by the BBC, yeah. I might get a link from the BBC. Then Definitely within the Green Party, we don't get elected. I don't want to carry on as being a, an MP. I just like the website. Yeah. Run its course, it expires, it's gone. You've got people out there that will crawl the internet, find these expired domains, buy them, recreate what the website was. Yeah. Um, there's a tool called the Wayback Machine that you can input any website provided it's got that data it will show you what it used to look like 10 years ago five years ago three years ago and you can basically just pull everything from that clone it and make the website look like it used to but then you've got this website with all these high quality authoritative links pointing to it from like your bbc your local yeah. press itv yeah. sky news wherever so then you link from this new website to your business website or your customer's website i see what you mean yeah it's a good link because it's coming from an authoritative site. When Google crawls this website again, yeah, is when they will see that it's linking out to this website, yeah, and it's not relevant. So that's when the website that's received the link will start to decrease in their rankings. So it will be for a short period, but again, it's just a, an unethical, dodgy yeah. way of building links and how people go about doing it. So there's all these different techniques that people use and it, it's gotten to the point now where basically Google's just every update is they're looking for these sorts of things to 
ultimately provide the best user experience to people that use their yeah. search engines to try and find something. Yeah, so, and that, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, it, it? It all comes back to actually thinking about your website. I mean, they're, they're the old, oh, it sounds like a lot of the old ways where some of it's still going Yeah, on. a lot of it is still going on, but it's, it's not very common, that's yeah. the thing. Um, and it, it, it's just actually, it's thinking about the value that you're going to offer. What does your website, yeah. your website is an advertisement of you as a business. What is it going to offer your your customers or potential customers? Yeah. Why are they going to want to look at it? And, and, and by bringing genuine value to it, genuine content that, and, and, and connections to things that are relevant, yeah. that that's what that's what what it's all about, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So by uh, being, like I said, you know, it, it, people that do this it is a short term gain. Yeah. You know, it might it might be, be forever having to try and find. A, a, yeah, I mean, it might not be short term in terms of a few days or a few weeks. It might only be for three to six months. But when yeah. Google's recrawl and then they release a new update, you're back to square one basically. Yeah. Well, depending on your industry, it could even be a couple of years. Completely depends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Right. so it's so that that's the wrong way. What what what's? Yeah, man, that's just. Against the right the yeah. um, but the right way. What what should I what should I? So people if, who are listening to this, how how should they go about doing? What's the, the best way? As as I mentioned earlier, I think link building is something that you want to be doing. Um, yeah. Whether that's going down the avenue of the way that we do it, which isn't actively doing it, or mm-hmm. because of, like I said, the the industry that we're in, the connections that we've got with different yeah. companies, you know, are quite a, a trustworthy source of yeah. information and, and news and all that sort of stuff for the printing industry. A lot of links naturally just come to us. Yeah. But again, keeping it in line with the business cards. If you're selling business cards online, you're competing against hundreds, probably thousands of other websites. Some of them big websites are well established, been around for a long time. You're going to find it harder to rank above them, yeah, without links. So yeah. you want to be trying to build links to show Google that you know you, you are who you say you are. You're a trustworthy you, you, business. Yeah. You're running in the dimension, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> as I said, there's plenty of different right ways to do it. Content promotion. If you create a really good piece of content, again, maybe this comes back a little bit to the long-tail keywords yeah. that we spoke about. If you're <clears throat> creating an infographic about an industry or a specific sector within an industry, yeah, you know, it's full of statistics and information, and that infographic's got a link back to your website on it, but then it gets picked up by The Guardian, BBC News, whoever, mm-hmm. and they link to that you've got to look back to your website from The Guardian because of this great piece of content that you've created. So yeah, con- content creation and, and building connections within your industry and, and making relationships, sorry, forming relationships, no, building relationships yeah. with people that are, are going to maybe in six, 12, 18 months time come to you and ask you for something that is Ultimately, it's going to benefit them mm-hmm. because why are they asking you for it if it's not going to benefit them? But you can maybe get something out of it as well, and that could be a link. Yeah. Then there's something called guest posting or outreach. Again, this comes back to content. If you've got a really good piece of content, but you're in an industry or a sector that you maybe 
wouldn't so much be exposed to press. Yeah. What you can do is start to build up these relationships with other websites in your industry or websites that would maybe be interested in the piece of content that you've created. Yeah. Whether that's on social media, whether that's reaching out over email to them, you meet them at an event or a conference. You want to build up these relationships and then maybe you get to the point where uh, you feel like you could provide something to their readership or their audience. Yeah. And you, you've cultivated this relationship over a few months or years, whatever. It might already be someone that you know. Uh, and you just say, look, do you mind if I write a piece of content for your website about X? And within that, you can link back to your website. Um, That's a good idea, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like we've done it with, uh, I think, is it what? Uh, no, not what they think. Is it Print Week we've written stuff for? Yeah, I'm, I'm what they think. We have as yeah, well, yeah. 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 And, you know, we might not always have a link, or it might be, um, as we covered in part one, a no follow link. Mm-hmm. So it's something that doesn't necessarily pass immediate value, but a natural backlink profile of a website will have both followed and no followed links. Yeah. You know, stuff like that that we, over the years, have built that relationship with those websites. And whether it's yourself or Keith or Lee, whoever, would produce a piece of content for that yeah. website. And from that, we get a link. So that's something that you can look at. That, that is... Good idea. I like that. Um, so you're offering value to, to, to that website for them. and You're getting value getting as well. Getting something in return. Um, so it's a win-win. I mean, you wouldn't... You wouldn't Maybe you wouldn't offer to pay for the link because yeah. um, that's frowned upon yeah. uh, from Google's point of view. So if you pay for a link on a, again, this is going back to the runways, but it's relevant. If you offer to pay for a link on a website that actively encourages people to pay for links, mm. and Google found that, you get penalized for it. Something else that you can try is called link reclamation. Okay. So there's there's a couple of things in this. One is broken link building. So again, if you've got a resource on your website or a piece of content and a website that you've had in your in your target, in your in your item, uh, in your scope, let's say that, yeah. for a while, and you think I'd love to get a piece of content on there, or I'd love to get a link from them, that would be brilliant, be highly relevant. Something that you can do is called broken link building. And there's a, a little plugin that you can get from Chrome. Mm-hmm. Every page that you go on on the internet, you can press this little plugin and it will scan the page and it will highlight any broken links. Okay. So if you've got a piece of content and then you found that the website that you really want to get a link from is linking to a similar piece of content, but that link's broken. So it says something along the lines of this great infographic about the history of print MIS. Yeah. And that phrase links to your competitor, but it's a broken link, i.e. the resource at the other end of that link isn't there, and you've got something similar or better, you would just go to the contact page, or if you already know the person, email them, just explain, look, you've got a broken link on this page, it's linking out to this resource. A, that's going to provide a bad user experience because the person that comes to your website clicks that and they're on a dead page. Yeah. So they're either going to come back to your website and maybe carry on the journey that they're on, or more than likely they're just going to close the page yeah. or go back to the search engine and search again. If if you point that out to the webmaster or the owner of the business, 
you're doing them a favor because they've not noticed it, obviously. You're also doing them a favor because you're providing a resource of equal or better quality. And in return, you get a link for it. Yeah. And as I said, it might be a no-follow link, but that's all part and parcel of building up a natural backlink profile that when a search engine, whether it's Bing or Google, calls your website and sees. Yeah. That's what they expect to see. So there's broken link building, or um, the other the other one that you can do is like brand mentions. So, for example, Fastlink, we we probably get mentioned quite often. Well, we do get yeah. mentioned quite often on other websites, but okay. it's just someone typing out Fastlink or Fastlink Print MIS or Fastlink Print MIS suppliers, whatever it may be. Yeah. But they're not linking to us. So this could be, for example, a customer who, who uses Thorsten. Yeah. They put onto their website that they, you know, an article about how they use Thorsten MIS to, to, to benefit their business or yeah. benefit their customers. Yeah. And they've not linked to our website, but they've just, just mentioned it yeah. in that particular so text. What it could be worth doing, again, you'd want to look at the website. Is it relevant? Is it trustworthy? Mm -hmm. Is it Ultimately, is it going to be worth having a link from them back to you? You could just, if you've already got a relationship with the yeah. person, just send them a little email and just say, look, thanks for writing about our, our product or our service. Um, would you mind just linking back to us where you mentioned us there? So it might just be that they've said fasting in a sentence and you yeah. just want them to hyperlink that, that word, just yeah. back to our website. Yeah. So, yeah, they're the two different types of link. Uh, Struggling with this, when you reclamation, and all the other one is you can just let it happen. You know, like, like I said, with us, if, if you're in an industry that you've got a lot of interaction with the press, you know, you, you're getting talked about a lot online, naturally yeah. links are going to come. <clears throat> yeah. If you're releasing new products or if, you, if you're offering a new service within your industry, it might get picked up. A lot, a lot of the time, it will just naturally happen. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, it all comes down to the industry and the sector that you're, you're, you're in. Yeah. Um, so if you're a B2C print company listening to this, you might struggle with that unless you're doing something groundbreaking or producing a piece of content that's really insightful. You might struggle with that. So you might then want to look at some of the stuff that we've just mentioned, whether it's you know outreach or guest posting, link me. Link reclamation, um, but if you're, I suppose us as an example, like like we've mentioned before, you know we've we've got those relationships with our suppliers and with authoritative industry websites that are going to talk about us when we release a new product. Naturally, that's going to get spoken about nine times out of ten. You might not get a link, but if you do one time, then happy days. Yeah. So yeah, that is pretty much the good and the bad of link building. And like I said, it is something worth doing. Yes. Uh, it sounds like you can do it at different levels. You can, yeah. you can kind of you know some some, some basic concepts of yeah. that for, for both of, of the, uh, the the link building and the, uh, the long tail keywords. Yeah. Just there's some simple things you can do, or you can get if you've got the resource and the time to do it a bit more sophisticated. Yeah. Start doing things like the, the broken link building. And it, again, it depends how competitive the industry is that yeah. you're in. Yeah. If you're in a really competitive industry, you're probably going to, well, you will need more quality 
relevant, trustworthy links yeah. to rank for your keywords yeah. because your competitors will have that. Yeah. So in order to equal or better them, you're going to need the same. So it might be harder depending on what industry you're in. Mm. Or, yeah, it's regardless of what industry you're in, you need it. It's something that should be looked at and, and is worth doing, just not to excess. Yes, yeah. It's all these extra, extra dynamics that give you the marginal gains to yeah. get higher up, the, higher up the rankings. Yeah, and it is a balancing act as well. You know, you don't want to go overboard and build 100 links to your website in a month because... Again, Google knows that that's just naturally. If, if your website is average, maybe one or two links a month, and then yeah. one month you go out and build 100, they're just going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, trying to build, actively build links. Yeah. So, so that's, a, that's a good tip then. You can try, try not to go at too, yeah. too fast a rate, do it gradually. <clears> yeah, and, 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 and it, it, it's a, a slow more, process. A bit more organic yeah. in, in the way it evolves. It, it, it's a slow process. If you do start on a link building campaign, it's not something that you're going to immediately reap the benefits from. Um, by immediately, I'm talking, you know, first three to six months. It's yeah. something that you're going to have to carry out over a period of time and, and invest in it. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. Well, Jay, thank you very much. It's all really fascinating stuff. I, I love listening to you and, and trying to and understanding the, a bit more of the technicality and the science behind it but, and also some of the simple things you away and start doing yeah um hopefully you know people who've been listening have got a lot of great value out of this and i know i still have so thank you very much for your time looking forward to the next one and and uh talking more about um about the website how you can drive traffic to it uh, today yeah. thanks very much uh so that's about anything today's inspire podcast hopefully you've enjoyed listening to it if you've got any please do like share comment uh and 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 tell people about the uh the enjoy it tell people about it and uh, look forward to uh to, to meeting more in the next one thanks cheers ross thank you